Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living. Beebe from uh, Agape. Yep. Yep. Oh, man. Good morning, Unity of Farmington Hills. Good morning. Okay. We'll try this again. <laughs> Good morning, Unity of Farmington Hills. Good morning. Thank you. <laughs> Got you back, yeah, Nicholas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to all of you who are visiting either online or in, in person. It is a joy to be here with you all. I hope you enjoy the service. Uh, I'm going to give our announcements, and then we will go on with our service. So you are all welcome to join us after service today for fellowship and light reflections, refreshments down in the social hall. <laughs> and the women's group is actually meeting today for the first time back from our hiatus down in the social hall at 12 p.m. I'm looking forward to connecting with you all and having a powerful spiritual discussion. Our critical conversations Zoom meetings start back up tomorrow at 7 p.m. And it will be the, it'll go back to being the second and fourth Monday of the month. And these conversations between white people and black and brown people have meant a lot to me because they're actually cultivating a deep sense of love, healing, understanding, and change in our spiritual community and in the world. Everyone's welcome. Feel free to invite others to join us. And that's also where we got the idea for the fundraiser for Equal Justice Initiative. Thank you, Vicki, uh, Victoria Urista. She came up with that idea. I love, I love it, I love it. My next class, Know Thyself, starts on Tuesday and will be on Tuesdays from uh, 6.30 p.m. to 8.45 p.m. until November 15th. You can still sign up for the class. Just email me, and I'll put you on the list, and I'll send you the information. You do need the book, Know Thyself. You can purchase that online. 
uh, Amazon or Walmart. Uh, we're having our two-day healing touch event for the men and women of Unity of Farmington Hills. It'll be sponsored by the women's group. You can still call to schedule your appointments on Wednesday between 9.30 a.m. and 1 p.m. and 5.30 p.m. and 8 p.m. or on Saturday. So this Wednesday or Saturday from 9.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's at the Healing Touch Center in Farmington Hills. And you can enjoy a 30-minute full-body treatment to balance your balance and realign your energy. And it's only $20. That's pretty cool. Just got to mention Unity FH. Um, there's flyers out on the counter with more information. Our silent auction fundraiser for the Equal Justice, uh, Equal Justice Initiative starts today. But the main event is next Sunday. I'm really excited about this. We have over 100 items downstairs. And uh, Eileen took this panoramic view picture. It's beautiful. I want to thank everybody who helped to set up, everybody who donated items, and everybody who will be showing up um, to participate. You can come today to preview the items downstairs after service from 11 to 12. And if you want to start bidding, you can. Get the ball rolling. Um, there will be refreshments, entertainment. Uh, I'll be selling some raffle tickets for 50-50. Masks are required because we're going to have other folks in our house, so I want us to stay safe. So I've had other people now who've been at other events and have caught COVID. So please, um, just bear with me. I want to keep you all safe. So we are going to have masks required, but there will be eating outside. Amen? Amen. If you want to make donations, there are special instructions. If you do it online, click on that special donation instructions box, and you can put silent, unit, silent auction on there. On your checks, put silent auction. If you put cash, do it in that donation envelope, write silent auction. We want to raise $5,000, and I want the money to go to the right place. Does that make sense? Okay. To stay abreast of all our activities during the week, our outreach, and our upcoming events, please visit our website, unityfh.com. You can check out our Facebook page. Um, or read through the weekly newsletter that Matthew sends out every Friday. He fills in that calendar on there as well. Our prayer chaplain for today is Roxanne Berry, and she will be available in the sanctuary over by the patio doors to pray with you after the service today. Okay, and now that concludes our announcement. So as we prepare our hearts and minds, listening to, well, as we listen to the music team sing Shirley the Presence, Let's prepare our hearts and minds for, to sit in silence for a minute for the daily word and for our opening prayer.
So today, um, we're remembering 9-11, and in honor of that, I just invite you all to just sit in silence just for a little bit with me, with our eyes closed and our hearts open. So let's gently close our eyes and just sit in the silence just for a little bit. Honoring those whose lives were taken and those who sacrificed those lives, their lives to help those who were in harm and in need. Thank you. And now I'll go ahead and go into the reading of the Daily Word. Sunday, September 11th, 2022, Remembrance. You live in my heart. <clears throat> I'll say that again. You live in my heart. And our message reads, whether they have passed on recently or many years ago, the people for whom I have cared deeply are alive in my heart. If I feel sad or lonely for those I miss, I pause to recall a special memory or something unique about them that made even ordinary days feel magical. Reflecting on the love and joy we share and the blessings their lives afforded me, I feel comforted. I am thankful that these memories will always be mine to treasure. I know that life does not end with death. Life is eternal, and my loved ones will always be beautiful, beloved expressions of spirit. I am grateful for those who have passed from this life experience, continue to live. I am grateful those who have passed from this life experience continue to live in spirit and are forever in my heart. Our Bible verse for today is from Psalm 112, verse 6. For the righteous will never be moved. They will be remembered forever. Let us pray. So I invite you again to gently close your eyes with me and take a deep cleansing breath. Just let your attention float down into the center of your heart, right in the center of your chest. feeling and experiencing a deep sense of love and compassion and empathy for those who are still grieving lost ones. And God, we send out a heartfelt expression of love to the world. We send love and light to touch, ignite, and bless every heart with peace beyond all understanding. Thanking you for your comfort that gives them that peace, for your love that encompasses and enfolds them. We thank you for blessing this country. We thank you for being able to restore ourselves and come back anew from such a devastating attack. We know that it is part of how we're created. We're created to step into the presence of God and be the presence of God no matter what happens. So we thank you for your presence, God, that dwells within each and every one of our hearts. 
in the hearts of everyone in this country. We send a blessing out, conferring good upon this world. And let's just sit just for a minute again, feeling the presence of love in your heart, knowing the joy of God in your soul, hearing the still small voice speaking to you. And take a deep breath. Breathe in love deeply. And exhale, releasing, letting go, and letting God take your worries and perfect them to your highest good. Just continue to breathe in deeply love. And exhale deeply, I release, I let go, I let God. We thank you, God, for your mighty gift of love that loves us no matter what. And as I always say, teaches us to love you no matter what with all of our heart, mind, and soul, and to love each other in that same spirit. We lift this prayer in the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ, and thank you for calming us in a brief moment of meditation. And so it is. And we let it be. Amen. Thank you. It's like a lullaby. Lullaby. Is your back okay? Is your back okay? Yes. Good, good, good. All righty. Okay, let's go ahead and affirm our, UF, our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible, one presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now let us affirm our U of H growth affirmation with some gusto like we know it's working together. We give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers and teachers of unity truth. Yes. Fills our hearts with love and joy and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Amen to that. Thank you. experience I'm trying to find my own way sometimes I wish that I could fly away 
when I think that I'm moving, suddenly things stand still. I'm afraid because I think they always will. And I'm looking for space and to find out who I am. And I'm looking to know and understand. It's a sweet, sweet dream. Sometimes I'm almost there. Sometimes I fly. another hand. I like when you sing that song, Michael. Everybody has a beautiful voice in our band, don't they? And they are volunteering 
by giving their gifts, tithing their gifts of their voice to us and their time because it takes time to rehearse and all of that. And I really appreciate that. Um, I still think we have the baddest and sweetest uh, band in unity. <laughs> it's a sweet business. I'm just saying, that's how I feel. <laughs> and I brag about you all all the time. Oh, my goodness. I, I was trying to think of a joke, and I, nothing's coming to mind. But I did see this little cartoon where, don't go, where it was like, don't go fishing with Moses. <laughs> He'll part to see every time. <laughs> <laughs> You go to put your, you got to put your rod and there's nothing there. The water's on his side. <laughs> and I just think about that stuff, you know. I think about when Jesus was little and he knew he could raise the dead. Let me practice on you. Let me practice on you. <laughs> Jump off the roof. I can get you. <laughs> I'm just saying, I have that kind of a sense of humor. So ever since I knew... I, found out when I was little that Jesus raised Nazareth. I thought about that. I could see Jesus talking to Lazarus in heaven. Come on, man. I just need your help. I just, you'll, be, you'll be in there just for a little bit. Really? Yeah, and I'm going to die too, and I'll raise myself. Yeah, but how long are you going to be? I'm going to be three days, and how about me? Four days. Come on, Jesus. Are you serious? <laughs> so now you get to see in my mind the th types of thoughts. <laughs> that I'm thinking in my mind when I'm reading the Bible, but it keeps me in a space of levity and imagination, which is a powerful thing when you use your imagination. One of the things that I love about imagination is that you can use it to raise your consciousness, especially when you've been using it inappropriately to low and ending up lowering your consciousness. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like times when you're sitting around worrying and, and, and you go to bed stressed, and when you go to bed stressed, <clears throat> the one thing is the mind never sleeps. So as you go to bed, the mind goes into imagination, imagining things, and not from a place of solving it because you know it's solved, but bringing up all the worst things in your mind in the subconscious. And so I love that when Jesus uses parables, he uses our imagination to lift us up because in every story that he tells and the way he describes the stories, there's a heavenly message in each one. But the beautiful thing is the stories that he used are stories that were reflective of the things that were going on in their day, the things that they did on an everyday basis. So he talked about planting, he talked about yeast in the dough, he talked about um, tilling the soil and things like that. That's what they did, and we still do that, right? <clears throat> some of us, <laughs> some of us have gardens, and you got to prepare the soil for your gardens, you know. So some of us still do that, and you can see the, the wisdom in those parables. And so as we continue this study on our parables for this uh, today, we're going to go into the parable of the hidden treasure and the pearl. And so the title of my talk today is Parables of the hidden treasure and the pearl. And it's interesting because I'm listening. These stories aren't just from the past. Like they're pertinent right now. Like even though we may not be tilling a soil or finding a hidden treasure or things like that, there, when you look at your life, symbolically that's what's happening. Symbolically, that's what's happening. So as we read, as I read these 
two parables that are together in Matthew chapter 13, verse 44 through 46. I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to imagine this, and I want you to just take it in as you hear the stories, and then we'll go into uh, an explanation of them. Parables of the hidden treasure and the pearl. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. Again, the, hit, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. As you keep your eyes closed, I just want you to join in your hearts with me because I just want to pray over myself. Thank you, God, for the message that you've been working with me uh, working inside of me and with me for this week for these two parables. And I thank you so much for being your vessel and for being used to mold me into something brighter. I want to be so much like Jesus, and you know my heart, so I release my human understanding to open up to the spiritual understanding of what is. Thank you, God. Amen. Okay. So, now, the thing that, that uh, the reason why Jesus talks about hidden treasure that way and that they understood it is because there weren't banks in it back in the day or safe deposit boxes back in that day. What they did, well, and then people, the Roman uh, soldiers and different uh, people, rulers of the time, could come in and steal your money and steal your treasures, and there was nothing you could do about it because of the way the government was back then. So the, the uh, Israelites were always... Um, how do I want to say it? Tormented. Sometimes they'd have to carry the soldiers um, stuff, a pack or whatever for a mile or whatever. They were always tormented somehow. And so what they would do was they would hide their treasure on their land. Or they'd hide it in the walls of their, of their houses or up under in a certain area of their houses. But the only thing about that is once they hid their treasure, sometimes they might forget where they hid it. Or they might die off without telling somebody that there was treasure or gold coins or valuables hidden on their land. And so there may be a time where someone comes along and they may be a farmer on the land or whatever, and they go to till the land or you're walking past, walking through someone's land and you accidentally, you happen to stumble upon some gold or something. And it's not gold like the pirates. It's, uh, can you show that picture, Howard? It'll look something usually like that, like they might stumble upon it. And because earth changes and animals come, then dig up, it might be on the top of the land or, or they may be tilling the soil and they happen to stumble upon it. But the thing is, if you took it and it wasn't your land, you were a thief, you were considered a thief. So that's why in this parable, the man digs, uh, covers it, well, he's gonna hide it <laughs> so nobody else comes by and get it. But he hid it again and then went and bought the land because when you buy the land, anything included in that land or, uh, or hidden on that land is now yours legally. So that's why he went and he, dug, he hid it again and went and purchased the land. Does that make sense? Thanks, Howard. So now that's a powerful thing to look at. And as I was sitting with this and letting it, permeate every part of my mind like the yeast and letting it rise me up in consciousness. 
I was looking at how eager and excited he was when he saw that. Just imagine that. You see a whole big thing of golden coins, how excited you may get. And then you, you're happy when you go, when you uh, bury, it, bury, it, bury it again and you, or hide it again and you go to purchase the land. There is a joy inside of you. You ever stumble upon some money or stumble upon something that was hidden or lost and you discovered it? And the joy that you had when you, I, should, <laughs> I remember my second ex-husband, we, we were dating, he gave me this book of Christmas miracles for Christmas. Now, I was looking at his book. He was like, you know, there's a really good story in there on page 100. And I was like, okay, and I just threw it up on the shelf. And every time I'd have an issue with money or something like that, he'd tell me, you know, did you ever read that story on page 100 of the book? I'm like, no, I ain't read no dang story about no Christmas. It ain't Christmas. This is July. Now, mind you, I, he was valid because I used to keep my Christmas tree out till my birthday in July, and then I'd slide it into the closet. So for him to ask me in July or any time up to July, did I read a Christmas story, that was valid. So one day, I was just sitting with God, and I looked over on the shelf. It must be something in that story. He keeps telling me about it. So I open it up. There's a crisp $100 bill on the 100th page. I was like, ooh, I wish I'd have read this sooner. <laughs> I went and looked through every other book. <laughs> Did he hide anything else? Any other pages you want me to read? <laughs> but that was a discovery that was accidental. And the, the guy, the, the gentleman in this first parable, that was an accidental discovery. But Jesus compares this and likens this to the kingdom of heaven. Think about when you came into your awareness that there's a higher power greater than you. Most of us don't just, even if we're raised with it, just move into it easily and smoothly, and it just epiphany comes, and it's there. Usually somehow we stumble upon it whether we're going through some difficult time and we've done everything we can and then we just, we're at our, our wit's end and then we go ahead and pray and it activates something and we realize there's a power greater than me. Or there may be a time where you're sitting and you're just sitting in this point of worry and stress and all of a sudden a sense of peace comes over you and you feel you feel this joy inside of you. Or you might have times where, when I was younger, and I didn't, really, I didn't make this connection until I got older. When I was younger, I heard it all. My dad told me, all you have to do is talk to God when you're worried, Kelly. And that's what I used to do. I used to talk to God. So I'd be in school sometimes when, uh, at a test or something talking to God. And, my, and this was like middle school and elementary school, and this was like high school. And some of my students would ask me, what are you, why are you talking to God? And I said, because my dad said, anytime I have a worry, that I can talk to God. And then so they would ask me to talk to God for them. For real, because they didn't believe they could. So I talked to God. God helped them with this test. God helped them with this problem. And it actually worked. We stumbled upon a hidden treasure. And then I got to the point where I uh, started working with, I asked God to know God. I was a uh, 20, how old was I? around 1920, and I happened to work with this lady. Her name was Verlene Barker, beautiful praying woman. And I was telling her about how I have these premonitions, I have these knowings, I can see things, I have these feelings, I can pick up on other people, I can pray for people, I can lay hands. 
And she told me that's the power of God. That's the Christ in you. You're using the Christ in you. I got the aha and stumbled upon that treasure. Think about the time you stumbled upon your knowing about God. Like for real, for real. Like when it sunk in deeply that there is a spark of divinity in me so powerful that I am willing to give everything up, everything up for the sake of knowing it more deeply. I am willing to release everything in this world for the sake of experiencing that, just even if it's just one minute of experiencing that, moving into a knowing that everything you release, you really already have. When you release an attachment to something, moving into awareness that it's not yours in the physical realm, but the spiritual connection to it, the spiritual substance that brought it to you in the first place, that's what is the truth of it. Now, there's the deepest thing that I just got the aha of about this hidden treasure. The hidden treasure has no value if you don't know about it. The hidden treasure has no value if you don't tune into it, if you don't open it up and look at what's in there. The hidden treasure has no value if you don't share it with the world. Nothing. Even if it's gold, it's sitting there. What good is it doing? Seriously. It's just sitting there. And a lot of us hoard things and keep our own gifts and our own kindness and our own compassion to ourselves. There's no worth, worthly value, no heavenly value either because it's not used from your heaven experience into the world. Does that make sense? Now, this first person stumbled upon it. And I love this second parable because I made a connection to it. That once you've, decide, once you've gotten that feeling and connection to that value of the treasure inside of you, which is the presence of God inside of you, which is the joy and the love and the power and the presence inside of you, don't you know that the omnipresence of God, which is the, the divine presence of God, is in you? That's the kingdom of God. And that God's knowledge dwells within you. And that God's power dwells within you. Like if you get that, like if you seriously, seriously got that, nothing in this world will compare to that. But we sit and worry about paying our bills. We sit and worry about relationships. We sit and worry about losing a job. We sit and worry about different things, our children, and all of these things. And we're putting them before God because that worry now is more valuable than the treasure of the Christ and the Spirit within you. And it's more valuable than treasure and the spirit and the Christ within them. We're belittling it and be blasphemy in God. Like, I, I can do it better than you, God. I can take care of my kids and my job and my business better than you. When it is the spirit in you that drew, that drew you to it and co-created it with you in the first place. Does that make sense? So once you get it, that the kingdom of heaven is this presence within me that when I find it, it's more valuable than anything physical, I'm going to start seeking it. I'm going to become that merchant that's seeking the pearl because I'm going to start seeking some pearls of wisdom. I'm going to start figuring out more about who I am and how I can be a, a, a more powerful presence in this world, and I'm going to be humble for those moments that I mess up. I have a story that just blew me in the face as I was thinking about this. Yesterday, we were preparing for putting everything together for the silent auction. And even, and I, I'm not privy to give all the details, but in the consciousness, of, in, the, in, the, in the process of putting everything together, 
it came to my mind that everybody, every, that I need to release expectations on what's valuable. What may be of value to other person, I may not find it as valuable. But to them, they find it as valuable, and that means that it's a treasure in me because as I love them and have compassion for them and empathy and, and step into the joy of that value to them, that's what opens me up to go deeper into my treasure. I'm like, no, you know, that ain't this and that ain't that. Got these expectations and parameters on what's valuable and what is worth something. And I got a huge aha yesterday. And the kicker is, I spent a lot of my life trying to convince people that I'm worthy, that I'm valuable, that the gem inside of me is priceless. And yet, yesterday, I forgot briefly that even what I think is little is still priceless. When someone gives of their heart, of their soul, of their consciousness, in whatever way they give, if they're sincerely feeling that they're giving, that's just as priceless as something that seems big. God values the tiny ant and the microisms that are inside of your body just as powerfully as God values the elephant, the giraffes, those that are bigger in the world. Does that make sense? God values the tiny gestures of love, the tiny gestures of kindness, just as powerfully as the big, seemingly big ones. And I had to get that. That was a slap in the face to me. But I've been seeking the gems and seeking the pearls of wisdom that I could be a better expression and a better uh, uh, conduit that is co-creating a loving and compassionate world. Does that make sense? So when, so when it comes my way, like you, get, you go and, and the, pearl, the pearl merchant, he, he was actually going out. He's a merchant. See, getting all these pearls, putting out his nets or however way you do it. Actually, back in the day, they didn't have the scuba gear, so they go down the deep as far as their lungs could hold air, and then they pull up oysters and then look inside of the oysters for the ones that are pearl. Because if a, if a grain of sand goes into an oyster, it will create this, secre um, this uh, secretion. I can't they say the word. Secretion. And it turns into a pearl. We're being secreted, like seriously. And I found that, I, I, I literally was seeking yesterday. I asked, show me something new, and it came. And my heart was so open. And by the time we left and looked at everything and the way it was all displayed, they did a beautiful job displaying, I'm telling you. I was full. And we haven't even done the Silent Unity uh, auction yet. But I was full by every single act that I've experienced in my life that's been an act of kindness. And every single act, and I want to thank you all who donated whatever was valuable to you to, that, to the Silent Auction. Because it means that the purpose that we're doing it for is priceless to you. Whether it was something big that cost $1,000 or whatever, or something little that may cost $1, it is just as valuable because it's part of the treasure of what we're trying to do here.
We're tapping into our hearts through our critical conversations. We're creating and cultivating a closeness between white people and black and brown people. We're crossing the barriers of the, what do you call them, uh, stereotypes on how white people see black people and brown people and how black and brown people see white people. We're studying and understanding on a deeper level how we can bond together, see that which we have in common because my treasure, what dwells in me, is just as important as what dwells in you. But what makes it more important to me is how I see it. What makes it more important to you is how you see it, but it's no more valuable than my perspective. Does that make sense? And so this is, that, this is really important to me. And as we sit here on this, what's this, the 21st anniversary of 9-11? The biggest value of that treasure in you, which is the expression of love, our, our natural state of being is love, and our natural state of consciousness is peace. The greatest way for us to share the wealth within that treasure within our heart is to share love, even in times like today on this anniversary. Not to sit in mourning and grieving and resentment and anger and unforgiveness, but to release that unforgiveness. Give it up. Give up any aspect in our consciousness that's out of alignment with love, out of alignment with the truth of who you are. Give it up and own who you are and own the expression of love and give it even for those who perpetrated the attacks. They're long gone and some of us are still living, they're still alive in our hearts and minds with anger and resentment and what happened. But the biggest way to spread that treasure is to let it go and let, let God fill you up. Go deeper in that wealth of treasure and pull out a stone, a, a, a gold, whatever they call them, that says love, L-O-V-E, and send it out, not just for those who are victims, but those who are victimizers. Like, seriously. He sold everything to get the land for the, golden, for the treasure. The merchant sold everything to buy that pearl. That means to go that extra mile. We've been talking about that. Jesus says to seek the kingdom of heaven first and all of its righteousness. And part of the righteousness of the kingdom of heaven is to be the expression of love no matter what. To no matter who perpetrated something against us. And so what we do in critical conversations, my intention as we open up our hearts is on both sides for white people to see the experience that we black and brown people are having. Not that you identify with it. I don't want you to identify with it. What I want is that your heart opens up to feel a presence of love so deep that you don't want us to go through it anymore and that you will sacrifice and give from the treasure within you to help co-create something that is balanced where we all have privileges in this world, amen? but it's two-sided. And this is hard, and it's an uncomfortable presence when we do it, 
but we got to get used to being uncomfortable in order to make this world comfortable for everybody. The other piece of it, the other caveat of it, is that it is my mission to move us who are black and brown into a consciousness of forgiveness and an open feeling of love, even when we're experiencing systemic racism, because we're going deep into the treasure and we're extending more. He sold everything. He gave up everything for that treasure. The, the, the field represents your mind and your heart. It represents your soul, and your soul is your mind and your heart. That's what the field represents. The treasure in that field represents the presence of God in you. You cannot fully tune into the presence of God if we're being complacent and allowing things to happen that we know are not in alignment with God. Does that make sense to everybody? And in this church, what I love so much, you guys, before I came here, made a commitment. These are your val our values. I inherited this from what you all, the remnant that was here, started. Let's read this together. We promise to be diverse, welcoming, loving, spirit-filled, empowering. Black and brown people in our, in our community empowered by releasing love and support and offering ways that you can help us. And white people in our group offer their, your love and your support by accepting us the way you love us, the way I'm so... <laughs> I, tried not, I tried to go without crying today. I've experienced racism. It may not have been as deep as others, but even a little bit can, you know? But here in this house, to be loved, to be accepted, even on the first day I spoke here, when you guys read your first af your affirmation for a minister, you didn't see me. I mean, I'm sure you saw I was a black, young black woman. But that's not what you saw. You saw the spirit speaking. You saw the truth speaking. You saw my heart and the eagerness and my, my true desire to be an expression of God. I asked God to let me move into I, I knew I was going to have a ministry. I just knew it. And I asked God to move me into a place that would be willing to go and do the hard stuff and grow with me. You guys had already grown to the point where we met on the same page. When Michael, who was the board, of the pre uh, the pre board president at the time, and still is, thank God, um, asked to speak to me to see if there was some commonality that we could create a relationship that I could be the minister. I already knew in my heart by the way you guys received me that day, that this is where I wanted to be. It was my home. When you feel that treasure inside of you, it feels like home. Do you know what I mean? Let's move from discovering it accidentally into seeking it intentionally. 
Let's seek the pearls intentionally that dwell inside of us, the expressions of love that dwell inside of us. This means so much to me. And those of you who talk to me over and over again on a regular basis, you know that this means so much to me. To stand as an emissary of love for each and every one of you. And to correct myself when I'm out of alignment. And unless I do, I'm not worthy to be in front of you. Well, I'll, I'll rephrase that because I'm always worthy. But I'm not a, an appropriate example to be in front of you if that's not where I'm coming from. Does that make sense? Because I promise to, to change how I think about myself. And I promise to change what I say. And so I want us to put your hand over your heart. Bring your mind down into that space because the treasure is in the field and the field is your mind and your heart. And say, I am an emissary of love. Together, I am an emissary of love. I dwell in the treasure within. Together, I dwell within the treasure within. And I want to ask you a question while you have your hand over your heart. We prompt, you know, when you, we were, when we came up in school, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And we would sing different songs. And when, you, when they sing the um, national anthem, you have your hand over your heart. Well, let's look greater than that. Let's pledge to the love inside. Let's pledge to the presence of God inside. I want you to close your eyes and affirm whatever it is you feel that you need to release to be a stronger expression of God and to, 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 to own that treasure that is in the field of your heart and your mind. I want you to speak it to your heart as if you're speaking it to God. Make this promise today. And if you don't think of anything now, that's okay. When you're ready, you will. Because I promise you, God's hand is always on your heart. And all you have to do is tap and put your hand on God's. Let's seek that pearl inside that will never leave you, never forsake you, and loves you no matter what. Amen? I don't feel led to say anything else except I love you and I thank you. And when you go downstairs to the silent auction, you will see so many acts of love and acts of kindness from every single thing that was given. And for those of you who helped plan this, thank you so much. Thank you for the idea that came. I know it was God-inspired. Victoria will say that was God. And I know it was God-inspired, but she risked it to offer up the idea because she's nervous, you know, you get nervous to do something new. And she's been doing an awesome job leading us. I'm going to call the music team up. And I love you guys. Thank you.
as Faith was saying that last part, and, and so it is, I was realizing that when we were conceived in God's mind, that's exactly what God was affirming, and so it is, that the treasure will be in us, and it'll be up to us to make the choice to dwell in it. And as we go into the consciousness of prosperity and abundance, that treasure within our pocketbooks, <laughs> let's go ahead and gently close your eyes and take a deep breath. And bring to mind what you feel led to give as a donation to Unity of Farmington Hills for today. And let's go ahead and affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. And remember, you can go online, make your purchase, your purchases, your donations online. If you are giving for Silent Unity, please go to the special instructions donation part. That box will open up, put in there Silent Auction. And then um, if you're giving, pre sending in checks, remember to write Silent Auction on that. And if you are doing cash, if, you're, if any of it's for the Silent Auction, please write it on the envelope so we can put the right money where it belongs. Amen? Let's stand up so we can go ahead and affirm our prayer for protection together. And then we'll move into our peace song. Together, the light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com donate.